0: Hello and welcome to StarCast from Planet Waves. My name is Eric Francis Coppolino, the host of Planet Waves FM and the author of the Planet Waves horoscope, among other things, here with a new edition of StarCast that's accompanying the May monthly horoscope that is or has been distributed to our subscribers. Thanks for joining me today. First, a quick overview of what I've got for you tonight on Planet Waves FM. Friday is show night. The show goes up uh, before the 10 p.m. promised time. I've usually got it on the server uh, by about uh, 7.30 or 8 p.m. actually. So a few interesting things to cover this week. Uh, First, we're looking closely at the way that the health freedom movement has sold its soul to the presidential candidacy. Of Robert F. Kennedy. The spectrum of people who are signing up for this is, in my view, plainly ridiculous given how many of the people know the serious problems that make it, in my view, impossible to take this person seriously as a presidential candidate candidate or even as some kind of a health advocate or anti-vaccine person. So we'll be looking at that. I'll be joined by Jeff Strahl, one of our reporters and the editor of Lockdown Times. We'll also be catching up with Christine Massey, a person who I consider to be the lead story out of the entire COVID issue. She's the person who has had 213 governments, government agencies, health agencies and health institutions admit to her that they cannot produce a sample, rather a paper, a scientific paper showing that anyone anywhere has ever found a sample of SARS-CoV-2 taken from a person. Yes, we all believe in or some of us believe in SARS-CoV-2 And we all are supposed to be following the science, but there's not one scientific paper that says conclusively that this thing actually has ever been found in a person. Quite amazing, isn't it? Uh, So we'll be hearing from Christine as well. This, I think, is her fifth or sixth or seventh appearance on the program. She could have her own show on Planet Waves if she wanted it. Okay, then uh, I I have been uh, contemplating... The space alien situation, uh, as I've reported several times, we are in this uh, phase of what I call drip disclosure. We're being told bit by bit that these things exist. New York Times article here, TV documentary there, New York Times article over there, and this week, <clears throat> actually last week, about five days ago, CNN on its website, I don't know what they did on their TV channel, published an article really quite gruesome about uh, the mutilation of six cows in Texas. And cattle mutilation is a classic uh, alien thing that we've been hearing about basically for a generation. Nobody really understands it. And it's the kind of thing that until recently you would not have heard about anywhere except someplace like Coast to Coast AM or on one of the, you know, alien YouTube channels or, you know, read about somewhere, but certainly not in the mainstream. And now all of a sudden it is appearing as a mainstream thing on CNN. And the uh, the network seems to have picked up a press release by the Madison County, Texas Sheriff's Department. I have not had a chance to call them. It's just been a rather frenetic week getting everything done. But I will be giving them a call and finding out what they have to say, and I'll also be filing a request under the freedom of information law to get photos. I want to see some proof of this. To me, a press release or an article is not enough. Of course, photos can be faked, but my larger point here is that this is part of building up the alien threat, this alleged threat of an invasion. Uh, It is my informed position that sometime in the next couple of years there's going to be a kind of a hoax alien invasion and in order to do that they have to build up the idea that space aliens are somehow hostile of course science fiction has been doing this for ever basically a century or so uh trying to convince us that that somebody wants to be just like us and attack us and turn us all into slaves. Uh, however, who is actually putting out that message? Are space aliens really hostile? And w- what is the relationship of the Earth to all of, uh, all of this? I'm not going to give a full top-to-bottom report on this, but I'm going to share a little bit uh, of, of my thoughts and my perceptions. This is an issue I've been watching very closely for many years. Uh, Some of it going back to when I was friends with Dave Wilcock, I think in the summer of 1995, 1996, 1997, around those times, Wilcock and I were besties and uh, kind of figuring this out together, and he knew quite a few things that uh, I didn't know, and uh, while I'm not sure about uh, his stuff today, he pointed me in some interesting directions, but mostly I am very interested and intrigued by the work of Stephen Greer who I think has the most spiritually grounded and also politically realistic view of the whole scenario. So that's some of what we've got tonight on Planet Waves FM. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the astrology of the week. It's now Friday, and there is going to be a lunar eclipse at 1. 33 PM, 1.33 p.m., 1.33.54 PM on Friday, May fifth, twenty twenty three. That is one week from now, so we're uh, at approximately the quarter moon at the moment. I want to tell you a little bit about that chart and what I think this thing means, and I also go over it in an article that is uh, on top of tonight's Planet Waves. FM, uh, sorry, Planet Waves Weekly. Sorry, Planet Waves <laughs> Monthly Horoscope. <clears throat> I promise to wake up before I do the show in a few hours. All right, so um. So uh, this is an exciting chart for a lot of reasons. First of all, uh, the the eclipse takes place under a Sun Uranus conjunction, it's a four degree conjunction, but still, for the Sun and a and a planet is electrifying and jolting as Uranus. That's pretty darn close. But I think more significantly, the eclipse takes place along the Taurus Scorpio cross quarter. When the sun is at the midpoint of Taurus, that is an ancient holiday called Beltane. That's the fuck in the fields and fertilize them and have fecundity and prosperity. And the shadow from the what was it? What so the phallus stone touches the shadow on the vulva stone at Avebury Henge and on Beltane, and uh, so that that's that holiday. But. Uh, the thing is that this is at the cross quarter, meaning it's right at the middle of the uh, the fixed sign Taurus. The eclipse takes place right at the middle, as in two arc minutes away. By the time the eclipse is over, it'll be right at 15 degrees of Scorpio. And when you have something occurring right at the midpoint of, of one of the fixed signs, it resonates with what is called the Aries point. The Aries point is the... Um, the the first degree of the zodiac. It's the location of the sun on the day of the northern hemisphere spring equinox, and so the entire zodiac is reckoned from this one point. That's the point where sidereal time resets to midnight. We've we've just been there about six weeks ago, and now at the cross quarter with uh, with the sun and the moon exactly at fifteen degrees of Scorpio, there's going to be an eclipse of the moon, and this is a big. Thing. Uh, there have been some quite powerful Aries points events in in the past few uh, months. The full moon, a couple of uh, moons moons ago, uh, w- was uh, involved with the East Palestine uh, train wreck that uh, that spread dioxin and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, by the way, I realize I have set that story aside for now. I will. Return to it. Uh, I set it aside right around the time I figured out that it probably was not vinyl chloride monomer in those tank cars, but I'll be back with that possibly in a special edition or uh, on a upcoming Planet Waves FM. Anyway, we stay in touch with the people of East Palestine, uh, and so uh, this uh, this this full moon in in along the Taurus-Scorpio axis is one of those things that's going to get some kind of an effect. And with uh, the the involvement of Taurus in a number of ways, we need to watch things like value, uh, that's to say value of the dollar, value of commodities, the the issue of the central bank digital currency that uh, they are planning to replace money with. We won't have under, under their wonderful plan not only will we not own anything and and not not eat tofu or prime rib but rather worms yes that's the plan we'll eat worms and i I guess uh, my guitar collection will be owned by bill gates and i'll just ask him to you know borrow my good dad gad open tuning one when i need it um that uh, they, they want to take money away from us. And so we've got to watch this really carefully. And you think, what the fuck are you talking about, Coppolino? They're going to take money? Yeah. This is in the plan. It's called the Central Bank Digital Currency. And the, and the concept is that it will be kind of a smart currency, <clears throat> basically programmable. Uh, they can't really tell you what you can buy and not buy with your debit card or your American Express card, whatever you like, diners club. But with the central bank digital currency, they will be able to program it and uh, and and prevent people from buying anything five miles from their house or can't use this for air travel or you can't do that or you can't do that. No cocaine for you. So uh, we're watching that. So now uh, with Mercury retrograde in Taurus, this is, uh, in, uh, you know, interesting and of concern as well. Mercury is a very retrograde in Taurus at the moment. It'll be that way until uh, what? What day? It's not, I forgot what day that Mercury station's directed. We're about halfway through Mercury retrograde. Uh, so, uh, in this chart. There's a couple of interesting configurations. <laughs> Let's get to the point uh, while my uh, talking brain wakes up. I think these may be the first words I've said all day except for buying coffee. So uh, the, the, um, there, there's a really exciting pattern in this chart. Uh, and there's a, actually a lot of really exciting patterns in the chart, and we'll, I will uh, make sure to attach it. Uh, one of them is that Venus is opposite the galactic center. So, we got the Sun in Taurus, uh, and that highlights Venus, and Venus is looking face to face at the galactic center. Uh, that is to say, that there's this uh, massive, uh, let's say, spiritual homing signal uh, that Venus is exactly opposite. Venus is also square. Neptune. This is one of those truth or lies things. Do you really feel what you feel? Or are, you, are you really uh, saying uh, what, you know, are you really saying what is true for you? Do you really believe uh, what you claim to believe? And uh, th- there you go. So that's, th- and, and the galactic center has a little bit of a Neptunian quality too, because with the galactic center, you can, you can discover something or Think something, and then you forget what it is right away. And you can, this has happened to me figuring out the galactic center so many times that I built it into the delineation of the galactic center. That you have a revelation, spiritual, intellectual, creative, or otherwise, and then like it's gone. And Neptune has a similar property, too. Neptune has a thing where it kind of shows up, then it disappears, then it shows up. You're looking right at the chart. You can't find it. It's there, but you're looking for it, and you can't see it. That's very Neptune and also very GC. Now, by the way, they are in an aspect as well. That being a square I'm describing a grand cross. So, so far, the grand cross is Venus opposite the galactic center, also the minor planet Varda, uh, named for the goddess from the Silmarillion, J.R.R. R. Tolkien. There's a trend these days of naming minor planets after science fiction characters, and fantasy characters. I think it's a great idea, and it's partly addressing the problem that that Mike Brown, the Eris discoverer, talked about, which is name depletion. There are nearly a million known planets orbiting our sun. The last time I physically looked at this was 750,000, but it increases so rapidly that you would get from 750,000 to a million in like Five or six years, seven years, they discover these things fast and furious. Finally, the last uh, point in the Grand Cross is Apollo, which is a reminder about making the same mistakes over and over again hmm. So uh, we have the combination of, and we can include Ceres in that as well, but a little slightly out of the pattern, but it's there at 23, uh, 20, close to 24 degrees Virgo. So we have Apollo in Virgo, making the same mistakes over and over again. Square Venus in Gemini. Uh, by the way, Venus is in a conjunction with Asbolus, a centaur. Very intense. Survival-oriented. It's about a a, a Kind of, um, it, it's people with a strong Asbola signature in their charts survive all kinds of crazy things. And, uh, you know, when, when they were kids, they were like the ones hiding behind the couch while the vases flew by over their head, but never quite hit them and had the impartiality and detachment enough to say, Wow, this is really messed up. Okay, that's squared by. Neptune, and then Neptune is square the Galactic Center and Varda. Uh, meanwhile, Pluto is newly nascent in Aquarius. That's exciting, and uh, Jupiter is soon to enter Taurus and to make a square to Pluto. So we're gonna have one of the first big Pluto events. Really, I think the second of them, Pluto and Aquarius era events. The first one was that uh, that that. Um, Eclipse on the 19th that was square. By the way, the cattle mutilation claimed to have been happened, was claimed to have happened on the 19th, the day of the solar eclipse. Anyway, the solar eclipse was square Pluto, and then Jupiter is going to enter Taurus, uh, I think on the 16th or something, and make a square to Pluto. Uh, And just generally keeping an eye on things like the internet and all matters of 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 digital. Also in the offing, Mars is working its way into a square to Eris. This is uh, potentially a little bit, uh, let's say, personally and emotionally disruptive. I describe all of these things. In a lead article that goes with the horoscope where I basically do uh, one of my rundowns of all of the major events of May 2023. Of course, along with the Planet Waves Monthly Horoscope, which has run every month since us, ah, since this month in 1995. Can you believe it? The first Planet Waves Horoscope comes out on May 1st. 1995. So we're right at the anniversary. What would that be? The 28th anniversary? That's freaking crazy. All right. uh, Thank you for listening, please. Uh, Sign up for Planet Waves or get something that we sell. Uh, It takes a lot of people to bring you the good work that I do. I pay almost all of them. And we try to be professionals and dependable and give you astrology that you can bite into, even if you don't believe in astrology. Astrology that is good for people who don't even like the stuff. Who needs to like it? It's all about writing and ideas and, and how they are presented. All right, catch you on Planet Waves FM on Friday night, the 28th. Thanks for listening and stay in touch.